Dilip Balwant Vengzarkar, DBV. The first time I heard this name it was the sheer excitement of discovering that a test cricketer lived in the same vicinity as I did. Hindu colony at Dadar. Although Sunil Gavaskar lived a stone's throw from my house, the address did not read the same. Around the same time, cricket tickled my interest and passion as I religiously followed the exploits of Gavaskar, Vengzarkar, and Vishwanath. The next time I heard the name Vengzarkar was while listening to the radio commentary when he scored a fighting 78, his first test 50, at Adelaide in a close yet losing cause during the evenly contested 1977-78 test series down under. Suddenly, people started talking about how playing for Bombay against the rest of India at Nagpur in 1975, he had scored 110 stepping out to hit some towering sixes to Beatty and Prasanna who were at their peak, treating them as if they were net bowlers. He had arrived they said. Vengzarkar had made his test debut along with Syed Kermani and Surinder Amarnath at Auckland in January 1976. In his debut match which India won, he played as an opener and continued as one for the first several test matches and not at his first choice middle order. However it was only with the start of the 1978-79 season against the West Indies that he started to come into his own and score with some consistency. He scored his first test 100, 157 not out at Calcutta and followed it with another 100 in the same series. Then against England at the Lord's Cricket Ground playing for the first time, he made the first of his three record hundreds at the Mecca of Cricket scoring an unbeaten 103 to save the test along with Vishwanath who also scored 100. DBV remains the only non-English batsman to score 300s at Lords. The turning point came at Delhi against Pakistan on December 9, 1979 when chasing 390 to win the second test, Vengzarkar scored a majestic 146 not out, but ran out of partners as India fell short by 26 runs to draw the match. Around this time, he had started to play some outstanding innings and was coming out of the shadow of Sunil Gavaskar to build his own identity and style. An elegant and upright batsman who showed indomitable courage against both fast and spin bowling, he had a full range of shots with his trademark off-drive, on-drive, the square drive and the hook. He was seen as an aggressive batsman who along with the stylish Vishwanath lent solidity to India's middle order. In 1982, he scored his second hundred at Lords, but it was against the rampaging West Indian pace battery of Marshall, Holding, Daniel and Davis that he showed that he belonged right at the top. He topped the batting averages with two sublime centuries. An exact 100 off 135 balls at Bombay which I had the privilege of watching at the stadium and then 159 at Delhi which was eclipsed only because of SMG's boisterous 121. The period 1986-88 was Vengzarkar's personal zeitgeist. In the 16 test matches during this period, he scored an astonishing 800s, with just one in a losing cause. It was not the volume of runs that he scored but the manner in which he scored them. His was an effortless combination of Sir Vivian Richards' hegemony and Alan Border's grit. He strode to the pitch as if he was the nonpareil, amongst all other ordinary folks, taking every bowler to the cleaners. Apart from those 800s, he played many crucial innings. I still remember the 50 he scored against Imran Khan-led Pakistan in the 1986-87 series on a minefield at Bangalore. Everyone talks about Gavaskar's epic 96 in the second innings, but Vengzarkar's first innings effort was an equal master class displaying a combination of technique and fluent aggression. When India won the Test Series in England in 1986, it was largely because of one man. He scored 126 not out and 33 at Lords, 61 and 102 not out at Leeds, top scorer in all four innings, and a 38 and 0 in the last test. We won the first two tests convincingly. He followed this with a superb 166, his highest test score at Cuttack against Sri Lanka on a difficult track. 
Not surprisingly he was the Wisden Cricketer of the Year in 1987, the same year he was awarded the Padma Shri. At the pinnacle of his career, DVV was ranked the numero uno batsman in the Coopers and Librand rating, a predecessor to the PWC ratings, and he held the number one slot for 21 months in a row until March 2, 1989. This period's apogee was Vangzarkar taking over the captaincy from Kapil Dev. In his very first test as India's captain, he scored 102 against the West Indies at Delhi. And followed with an identical 102 in the next test at Calcutta which remained the last of his 17 test hundreds. By the time he retired in 1992, he was second to Gavaskar in both runs scored a number of hundreds. Vangzarkar playing under the larger-than-life personas of Gavaskar to start with and then Kapil Dev, perhaps got the applause but not the recognition he so richly deserved. He treated all the obstacles with certain levity. If one goes back to some of his key innings, Vangzarkar was on most occasions the difference between dignity and humiliation. Apart from 6,868 runs at a test average of just above 41, he scored almost 18,000 first-class runs with 5,500s and an impressive average of 52.68. I still get goosebumps when I recollect the radio commentary when he scored a typically majestic and fighting 139 not out for Bombay against Haryana spearheaded by Kapil and Chetan Sharma in the 1990-91 Ranji Trophy final at the Wankata Stadium. Bombay lost by two runs, Vengzarkar was distraught and in tears. He played with his heart on his sleeves for both Bombay and India and that's how I would like to remember him today on his 65th birthday. Here's wishing him a happy, safe and a fulfilling year ahead. Sachin and Vengzarkar in the midst of a rollicking partnership in the 1990-91 Ranji final. Sadly Bombay fell short by a brace Heman Hadkar sir, my coach who also coached Vengzarkar at IES school helping them win the Giles Shield. Also in the picture, Dr. Shailesh V. Shrikande and Jadon Paranjbe, both coached under Hadkar sir, and the unmistakable Vasu Paranjbe, a guiding light to many cricketing superstars.